We are back, and we're continuing kind of our trek through this Chosen series. Again, if you uh, uh, missed it last week or, or something like that, this summer we're kind of going through this Chosen TV show series. It's called The Chosen. You can watch it for free. All you have to do is get the app, um, the Chosen app, and you can watch it for free. We're watching the first season together. Um, I'm sure we'll watch. They're, they're coming out with the second season right now. I'm sure we'll watch that together, and I'm super stoked. If you want um, to join us on Wednesday nights physically here at Southwest Park, um, we're watching it together and then discussing it real briefly. Um, but if not, you can always catch us here on the, the podcast and and listen a little bit, reflect a little bit um, about the show. Again, I encourage you to watch the episodes before listening to this. So if you haven't watched episode two yet, you can pause this, go watch it, and then come back here and kind of reflect with me on episode two. And so that's what we're going to start doing right now. Episode two is called Shabbat, I think. Um, I honestly already forgot. Yeah, Shabbat. I just looked. Um, and Shabbat means Sabbath. You know, that's kind of a word that we kind of throw around church every now and then. But it's it's less common in, in our culture, our American church culture. Sabbath isn't uh, something we're really familiar with. We know it talks about it in Scripture. We know that the uh, in the Ten Commandments, uh, God said, honor the Sabbath, keep it holy. Um uh, but that's really all we know. We, we, we associate it with a day of rest, like a, a day where you stop working. Um, and so maybe we can kind of connect with that. You know, throughout our week, we stop our work week on Friday, or maybe it's different for you. Um, I know it's different for me because Sunday is kind of a work day um, for a pastor. But uh, it's all about setting aside some time to rest physically. I mean, that's part of it. Um, God knows that we need rest. Uh, you know, one example of the Sabbath is is in the the wilderness in Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Numbers, uh, Deuteronomy. Um, you know, the the Israelites are wandering in the in the wilderness, um, and God told them to man stop every seven days on that seventh day and rest. Why? Well, they had been walking for six days or doing something for six days, and yeah, their bodies needed rest. Um, but that that's really just one part of what Sabbath uh, Shabbat means. Um, if you know, watching the show, we we opened up to this scene, this this Old Testament kind of scene where they're uh, practicing the Sabbath, and the kids like, you know, why do we do this? And and the the mom or the the motherly figure in that scene, at least, um, kind of explains that they do it to, uh, you know, reflect and 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 thank God and cherish um, their family, um, the the people that are directly in their life, but but also uh, uh, their 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 people, their friends, their extended family, the people um, God has put in their life. You know, the way that she says it is, I think the way she said it was. You know, everybody's God's people. Uh, we're all God's people or something like that. We were all created in his image. Now, to be God's people, you must be in Christ. But but um, we're all created in his image. And so to honor one another and to 
cherish one another in those moments, um, to remember why we're here, to remember that we were built for relationship and worship. Um, and then the last thing that she said is, is Sabbath is, is meant to honor God, um, to, to just kind of worship him and, and rest in him. And we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. Um, but, uh, again, we get to see all of our characters in this, uh, episode uh we get to see mary um and we can see the difference um and that that can be a question that you can think about is what difference do you see in mary in this episode um compared to uh the last one um you know she she's different you can tell something has changed she's smiling she's happy you can tell this burden's off of her shoulders um, it doesn't mean all the consequences are gone. It doesn't mean that there's no um, uh, recurring memories or, or uh, of these difficult times. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that all of her relationships that might have been torn up, torn up because of what she was dealing with are healed. But she is. You know, in her words, talking to Nicodemus, she's like, look, I don't know what happened, but I'm different now. And what happened in between... Uh, that was him. You know, he said that he, he, he called me my name. He redeemed me. He said, you are mine. Um, you know, quoting out of Isaiah 43, which we'll get back to that in just a moment. But, uh, man, there's there's just a lot that, that happened here. Um, so we saw Mary. We saw Nicodemus. Nicodemus, you can tell, is still like, man, a God thing happened. He's trying to figure it out. But he's also caught up in kind of, in the way he, he kind of puts it, is, is putting on a show. He gets stuck in, in the, the, the rituals and the religiosity, you know, just doing, going through the motions in a sense. None of what he is doing is bad, but he feels like he's stuck in the, in the motions and he's trying to figure out, you know, if there's something greater that he's missing out on. Um, and so we, we, we see them. Um, we see uh, Matthew. Oh, man, Matthew's character and, and Quintus. I love those two characters. Quintus, I think that actor just does so well, and so does Matt, all these actors. But anyway, um, yeah, anyway, so we see Matthew. You know, He's trying to get to the bottom of something because it doesn't make sense. Maybe, you know, maybe his real goal is to make more money if, if Matthew and, and, I mean, not Matthew, uh, Simon and Andrew aren't paying their taxes then Matthew can't get anything out of that. Um, or maybe he's just like, look, something's fishy here. And, you know, he's a person that he's going to figure it out. And so he goes up to Quintus. Quintus is this Roman leader that um, is very intense, very blunt. Um, and and it's, it's funny, and I like how they do this in the show. They actually begin a relationship, a, a, a partnership between Matthew and Quintus, a, a kind of a uh, an ally kind of moment. Anyway, um, and so we kind of see that starting to unfold. And what does that mean? You know, Quintus starts to kind of recruit Matthew um, to be his ears and his eyes out there. Um, and Matthew, you know, again, trying to figure out life and accomplish his own uh, success um, agrees to it, and and you know we'll see that unfold more and more as we go. We we catch up with Simon. 
Um, Simon is, is struggling. You can tell he's becoming more and more desperate um, because he knows this deal has, that he's made with Quintus um, is about to come to a close and he has nothing to show for it. You kind of see that at the very end of the episode. Um, you know, he's he's about to hop on the boat and what they're about to do is going to go catch these Jews, um, you know, Simon's people, um, breaking the law. Um, he's about to give them up to surrender them and save his own head kind of thing. Um, and and you see that he's kind of growing desperate throughout this whole whole uh, uh, episode. It's tearing him and his wife apart, Eden. Um, and don't you love Eden? She's just an awesome character. And she gets even better and better. Like She's just a constant in this show of what it means to just be awesome. Uh, but anyway... Um, Simon and Eden that you can kind of tell you know there's there's some struggles there um, Andrew and Simon like Simon's like trying to fix things himself to the point where he'll sacrifice anything to do it and he, he, he claims that he's doing it all in the name of his family and maybe even God or whatever but you can tell he's he's growing desperate he's struggling you can tell Nicodemus is struggling uh, we can tell Matthew is struggling uh, Mary she might be struggling, but a whole different sense. She's man, she's jumping on the clouds, you know, because she she knows she's met Jesus. She now knows his name, as we see in the end of the, the episode. Um, but uh, you can tell there's something different about her compared to everybody else. You know, everybody else they're struggling. They're struggling with control. They're struggling with trying to do it all themselves. Do it all themselves to figure it out on all by themselves, um, and and you know as we uh, continue through this, we're kind of asking the question: What does it mean to be chosen? To be chosen by God doesn't mean okay. Now it's your turn to figure it all out. You know we talk about faith. Um, I'm trying to remember the quote off the top of my head, and I, it, it's not coming to me, but. Uh, Maybe you can, but it has something to do with like, you know, we have a part to play, you know, um, God, you know, oh man, I can't remember it. But sometimes we can emphasize way too much that we must do something. And yes, there is action that needs to happen with our faith. James, the book of James makes that very clear. But we can also take our action too far and say that without our action, God can't work. And then we lessen God. We we pull some of the power away from him. Um, and that, yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's not right. Um, and so we're asking this question, what does it mean to be chosen? That's not what it means to be chosen. It doesn't mean that you try to figure everything out for yourself or fight for your own life or that you need to um, sell out your brothers and sisters, your family, your friends to save your own neck or your family's neck or whatever. Um, it doesn't mean that you need to man, keep putting on a show in order to, I mean, just think about these characters. They're trying to do it all themselves, and they're not resting. You know, this episode is called Shabbat. It's called Sabbath. And, and Sabbath, um, it means to cease from work. It means to rest. Um, and God built that into his commands, his system, because he's gracious, uh, he wanted us to have physical rest, but that's not the uh, number one primary intention of this commandment, Sabbath. You know, it means 
what it means to be chosen is it means that you rest. And not just sleep, as we typically think, but to rest in him. Because that's God's provision. You know, an overflow of his presence is this kind of rest, this soul rest, in a, in a sense. Um, you know, we, we've been reading out of Isaiah 43. Um, I want to read verse 1, which we visited last week, but I'm going to also read verse 2, which we're which is kind of the focus, I think, this week. So, Isaiah 43. But now, thus says the Lord, your creator, remember creator for just a moment, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. Verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. So we have a picture that Scripture is painting us of, of waters and rivers and fires and flames. What, what does that remind you of? Maybe it reminds you of the Red Sea. You know, when the nation of Israel stood at the shore and they had to cross uh, the sea to escape death coming up behind them, the Egyptians coming up behind them, and uh, God parted the waters. He literally took a sea and created a channel through it, a dry channel to, to walk through. He let the whole nation cross, and then he brought it down upon their foes, the people that were trying to go against them and God. You know, and Josh, that, that's back in Exodus uh, 14, 26 through 31. I, I definitely think, uh, go read that, go read that. Um, but also, uh, Joshua 3, 14 through 17, you have a moment where... Um, you know, the Israelites, they have been wandering, but now it's finally time for them to come to um, the, oh, the, oh man, I'm going blank, the Jordan River. Um, they're about to come into the promised land. And God does the exact same thing as a reminder of who he is and who they are, that he has chosen them. Um, God allows them to cross without being overtaken by this flooding river. Daniel, chapter 3, 1, uh, 1 through 28. Man, you have a story of, of some guys. Man, they're sold out for God. They're following God, even to the point of death. You know, they're, they're thrown into this fiery furnace, but God saves them. And their words, I think, are the most important part of that chapter. They're like, look, God can save us. We know he can, but even if he doesn't, we will still serve him. We're not going to disobey. We're not going to worship another God. Um, and that that's just incredible faith right there. Incredible faith. And so the, the whole point of that, you know, again, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, when you pass through the fire or the flame, I'll be with you. They won't overwhelm you. Um, you won't be burned. They won't consume you. That's the scripture. And, and that's kind of the picture that he wants to give you about Sabbath, about Shabbat, about rest, that there is a wellspring of rest um, 
that comes from his presence. According to Isaiah 43.2, relief and rest don't necessarily come from circumstances being removed. It doesn't mean that the flood or the water or the fire is gone, that our, our difficult circumstances are gone. But rest and relief comes from God's presence no matter the circumstance. No matter the circumstance. You know, today uh, we have youth camp coming up. I just got done with a wedding. Man, it feels like I've been running uh, a million miles a minute um, the last little little while. Um, today especially. Yesterday was a little more calm. I was busy, but calm. But today I've been going nonstop. I'm like, oh man, I have this to do, this to do, this to do, this to do. And maybe you know that's something common to you because that is definitely common in our culture as we get so wrapped up in our calendars and our to-do list that we miss out on what God is truly offering. You know, just because the Old Testament is the Old Testament doesn't mean that it's discounted. It doesn't mean that it's any less. You know, the Bible that Jesus used, the Bible that Jesus taught with, the Bible that Jesus shared his gospel with is the Old Testament. He didn't have the New Testament yet. He was the New Testament. Um, and so I think it's important for us to remember the teachings and the reasons for some of the things God established so long ago. So, so long ago, even in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Sabbath idea. You know, in, in, in Exodus, and in, in, in uh, Exodus, oh, um, oh, I went blank, 20, um, that's the Ten Commandments. Uh, they're kind of repeated in Deuteronomy 5. I'd go read those, especially the Sabbath part. Um, but it talks about Remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. You know, the seventh day, you're not to do any work or anything like that. Why? Because they were supposed to, man, kind of take a moment and see who's around them and see how God was uh, uh, supporting and providing and protecting them. And just to give thanks. You know, and it's all pointing back to um, Genesis when when God rested, you know, he's creating, but but God chose to rest, to give us an example to, as a sign that, look, the work is finished. I've established good. Now all you have to do is dwell in it. All you have to do is sit in it, to, to rest in my goodness. You know, we look at these characters and, you know, Nicodemus, Matthew, and Simon, they're kind of scrambling at this point. But Mary, once again, is like the, the example we need to follow. Um, you know, she wasn't striving to obey a commandment in order to earn God's favor. You know, I feel like we get so wrapped up in that. We're like trying to go to church, trying to do this, just so that we stay in good standing with God. That's not what it's about. Because she already knew that she had received uh, his gracious and unmerited favor, that, that grace was upon her just like it is through us in Christ, um, to us through Christ. And so instead, Mary, she was eager to set aside time to remember her creator, the one who knew her by name, to enter into his presence and celebrate what he had done and what he would do. I think that's kind of what uh, Sabbath should be about for us is, again, 
taking this time to remember that the one who made the wilderness was the one leading the Israelites through it. The one who made, man, fire was the one um, who allowed uh, those three guys and Daniel to be thrown into it. The one who created all of life has allowed, is the one who also allows us to live this life. And he knows it's not easy. But when we remember that he is the creator of all things, that should change our perspective. It should challenge us and encourage us to remember that he can overcome all things as well. It should increase our faith. It should challenge us. You know, it's great to remember God's faithfulness to the chosen people of the Old Testament. But that's not the end game. It doesn't stop there. Remembering the reason we study Scripture, the reason we dive in, the reason we're watching this show is to serve as a reminder that He remains faithful to us, that He is present right now, that He's still providing, leading, and working on behalf of His chosen people, the people in Christ, and He's worthy of our ongoing dependence. And so he invites us to come to him. And when we do, he provides us with rest. Soul rest. The only kind of rest that happens in the presence of our creator. It's in his presence that we experience provision and peace and rest that supersede hard things because of who he is. So today, just give thanks to God for the soul rest that he offers through Jesus. Give thanks to him for daily provisions like food, clothes, shelter, friends. Thank him that his presence allows you to endure and to overcome hard circumstances on this side of eternity. Ask Jesus to teach you more and more how to rest in his presence. Tell him how excited you are for the perfect and pain-free rest that awaits us in heaven. But just take time and rest in him. You know, Psalms 46.10, one of my favorite verses says, Be still and know that I'm God. Several translations, one says, Stop fighting and know that I'm God. Um, One says, Cease your striving and know that I'm God. And they're all good. They all apply to us because... And sometimes we're a little too active or we're a little too rambunctious or we're, again, trying to do things in ourselves, and we just need to stop and know that he is God. It's a great verse, a very quoted verse, but we never finish it. Psalms 4610, I'm going to turn to it just in case I can't remember it, but it starts off saying, be still and know that I am God. And he continues saying, I will, I will be praised in all the nations. I will be worshipped in all the world. Let me read that just so I, I get it right. Cease striving or stop fighting or, or be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord, the next verse, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. 
Our rest and our strength comes from him. It comes from just resting in him. And so I encourage you, regardless of what you're doing today, take time today to rest in his presence, to rest in your creator's presence. Take time tomorrow, this week, figure out a time this week where you can maybe lead your family or a friend or, or again, just find a time yourself to rest in him. And if you want some scripture um, to dive into, here's some that kind of come from uh, this uh, episode. You know, Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15 talks about Sabbath. Um, you know, they, they start quoting uh, some scripture in this episode. And one of those is, you know, who can find a capable wife? Uh, that's Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. Genesis 2, 1 through 3 reminds us of where Sabbath all started. Um, I think I have the wrong paper because none of these apply yet. Interesting. But um, some others, maybe uh, uh, Psalm 56, 8. Uh, definitely Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. That's kind of been our focus passages uh, these last two weeks. Um, let's see. Matthew eleven twenty through 30. Um, Jesus is offering rest in that passage, and maybe that's an amazing, a great passage to spend some time on. Um, oh, there, there's so many more. I mean... Uh, Matthew 10.30, Luke 12.7, Romans 5.8, Romans 8.28, Revelation 21.4, um, uh, Psalm 56.8. I think I mentioned that one already. But, but look at those and see which of those verses bring you feelings of rest and peace and hope. And ask yourself why. Um, so just, you know, again, rest in him. Just, just take that moment to just be still and know who your God is. To get to know him just a little bit more. And let him, let him give you that soul rest that he wants you to have. That's all I have this week. Um, this is a, a, an amazing TV show, The Chosen. Um, again, you can join us on Wednesdays. You can watch it free through the Chosen app. Um, and you can keep listening to, to me here. But uh, just, you know, the most important thing about all this is not that you're entertained. Not that you feel like you've learned something and accomplished something. No, it's just that you draw close to Jesus, that you draw close to your Creator um, and allow Him to feed you what you need. So let me pray over you and over me. Um, and let's go on our way and, and find these moments of rest, these rhythms of rest um, that we can just rest in <laughs> uh, with our with our Creator. So God, just thank you that you've you've given us that one this TV show, one way to just kind of push us towards you um, to kind of picture some things that that maybe that's how it happened. But God, just just to uh, identify with, to understand a, a little bit more of what it means to be chosen, God. 
We know that you've called us like we talked about last week. And so, God, help us to accept that calling. But, God, it means uh, what it means to be chosen is to rest, to rest in you, to walk in your rest and your abundance and your goodness and your um, peace and relief. God, through your restoration and your redemption, you bring us rest. So help us to rest in you because you're our creator, you're our redeemer, you're our Lord, you're our God, you're our Savior and Lord. And so God, just thank you for for all that. Thank you for this Sabbath idea, Shabbat. And God, help us to practice it more in our own lives, with our families, with our friends. Um, And God, just to make you the priority in our lives. And God, help us to remember uh, these scriptures that even when we pass through difficult things, you're with us. You won't allow these things to overtake us. That we won't be consumed by these things when we're resting in you. So God, I just thank you for your rest. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your son because through the cross and through the grave, he's given us this rest. So may we rest in him, Lord. It's in your name and the name that should be praised every day that we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Um, Just rest in him. Just rest in him.